Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alford, the host of All Andy Alford. And you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the plethora platforms. Whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Stitcher, and so many more. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. As this is a special Falcon Friday edition of the program, as we do this show live on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of information. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. And find me on Facebook at AndyElford. So for now, let's start the show. Guess who's back? AllAndyElford. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span of three. Shut out. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Week two of the NFL has kicked off. And a lot of rain, a lot of lightning could not damper. Tampa Bay's comeback against Carolina. And it kicks off week two of football in general. Especially. Especially. What will happen with the Detroit Lions? Can they rebound after the tie? After being down 18 points? Can they retaliate? And Monday Night Football sees the Cleveland Browns taking on the Jets. Bringing back the tradition of the first Monday Night game that ever took place. The Indians sweep the Angels of Anaheim. While Detroit loses the double dip and welcome in the worst team in all of major leagues besides themselves, the second worst team. The Clippers are Governor's Cup champions. We'll give them a a sandy do in just a little bit. And loyalty is the key word this year in Jacket Country. How loyal are you, Jacket fans? I am. I'm loyal to the brown and orange. It's a Falcon Friday edition, and it's Homecoming weekend, right here on All Andy Alfred. And with that, and I say, oh, I love you guys. And welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred, right here on your exclusive home for me, the Anchor Network. And that is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you so, so much for tuning into the program tonight. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. And welcome into a Falcon Friday, Friday edition of the program Tonight, we are on Facebook Live, of course, and uh, we are doing this show live on Facebook every Friday show during the college football season. We will have a special Falcon Friday edition where you, the viewers, and you, the listeners, can come in and see the show, the behind the scenes, and also get noticed as well by sending out a comment or a tweet or however you want to get a hold of us. Remember to use the hashtag AAALive. For that, so tonight on the docket, of course, we're going to recap what has happened so far on the ice. The Jackets getting into day two of festivities with the with the Blue Jackets in in training camp starting up. Also, we'll dive into what is happening on the gridiron with the with the especially this weekend with the the BGSU Falcons getting ready to start their homecoming weekend. We'll dive into that. Also, we'll hit the diamond 
as well. And we have a good Andy Rance tonight. Like, like I said, if you are watching us on Facebook Live or if you're on Twitter or on Facebook and you're listening to this podcast, have a comment, question, send it away. It is either on Twitter at all Andy Alford, it is at all Andy Alford, or on Facebook.com slash all Andy Alford. So last night the NFL got back into the swing of things for a week two of the edition of the Association of the National Football League and long weather delays. You know, I don't understand why Carolina and Tampa, you know, they got the Thursday night game. I was not expecting this game to go a long, long ways tonight, but of course it did. Tampa Bay getting the win 20 to 14 over Carolina after two long rain weather delays because of lightning in the area in Carolina. But it was the battle of the former number one quarterbacks, the former first-round draft picks in Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was leading most of this game until the fourth quarter when Jameis Winston stepped up to the plate. He capitalized on his opportunities, and he did pretty well. He was even, uh, uh, The line looks pretty terrible for him. He was 16 for 25 for 208 yards, one TD, no interceptions in the game, of course. But Cam Newton was was equally terrible. He was equally terrible. 25 for 51, 333 yards, no TDs, no interceptions in the game. So he was pretty solid as well, too. It was the defense that was making the plays, and Winston was the only man to put put up a score. Barber had 23 carries for 82 yards, one TD in the game. Uh, for Tampa Bay, it was Goodwin with uh, eight catches for 121 yards, one TD for Tampa Bay in the game. Mike Evans, four catches, 61 yards, no TDs in the game. For the Panthers in the game, Cam Newton, like I said, 25 for 51, 333 yards, no TDs, no interception in the game. Christian McCaffrey is a beast when it comes to the running back situation. He was, But he was shut down in this game. 16 carries for 37 yards. The Tampa Bay defense is for real, folks. 37 yards against this kid, no TDs in the game. Greg Olson, six catches, 111, 110 yards, excuse me, no TDs in the game. Samuel, five catches, 91 yards, no TDs in the game. So it it was a good kickoff to week two. It's not the marquee matchup we're looking for. It was a good divisional matchup. A lot of games are divisional matchups this weekend, excluding a few, and we'll get to those here in just a second. But let's talk about this. This is do or die for the for the Browns this week. I think it is a must win. The Browns have to win this game, and they got a grace put down to them as Sam Darnold is out for this game for Mono, unfortunately. Mono is he is out for this game with Mono. The Jets don't have a real solid quarterback as their backup. This is the time for Cleveland to capitalize on this. Absolutely the time to capitalize. If they don't capitalize on this, it's going to be a long season. You can't be 0-2 with this this quality caliber team that you have in Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, with Kareem Hunt coming back soon. And you have Nick Chubb. And the quarterback of Baker Mayfield, his hands are starting to get beat up for making all the bread, apparently. But I digress. I digress. And I see that somebody commented on here, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes, I see you. The gangrene. And apparently uh, apparently Sam Darnold has the gangrene of mono. So with that being said. So. The Browns, this is a must-win for the Browns on Monday Night Football. On the national page, if they look flat and they lose this game, then I'd be worried. I know it's two weeks into the season, but you played a Tennessee team that is going to be interesting. They're going to be really good in the division. And a Jets team that's going to have a down year. Absolutely going to have a down year this year. So the opportunity for the Jet for the Browns to capitalize on this is key. So, with that in mind, we'll also dive into the other side of the lake, the Lions. 
put a gun to my head and ask me if it's going to be a, a good game. I don't think it is. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be dominated by the Chargers. I'm gonna look at this box score come Monday and after this game on Sunday after I watch it, and I'm gonna say to myself, why? Why? I mean. They don't have the right man at the helm. I see you there, Karen. Yes, the Browns definitely do need to win this game. The Lions need to win this. But they're not. They've, I told you at the beginning of this, of this series, at this season, five wins is what the Lions will get this year. They had an opportunity last week, and they failed at it. They absolutely failed at it. Being up 18 points with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And you let Arizona back in the game. And I know if Nick is watching this, the Bears are who we thought we were. The Cardinals are who we thought we were. And we let them off the hook. If we're going to crown them, then crown their ass. We should have won that game. And it's all because of... Timeout. Timeout. The play was set. The play was good. It was going to be a first down plus positive yardage. And they could not capitalize on it. They could not capitalize on it. (sighs) Getting in a tizzy already. Got to pace myself here. Pace myself here. So the Lions have to at least be competitive in this game. And Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. And the Chargers are, you know, got a little bit of a scare last week, almost losing to Indianapolis with Jacoby Brissett. But, but, going forward, I think the Chargers are still a, a real contender in that West division. They really are. And so, with that in mind, for entertainment purposes only, I say that every week, For entertainment purposes only, here it is. My selections for week two of the NFL season. We'll start first and foremost. The Bears are in Denver to take on the Broncos. I will take Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears to bounce back after this performance. Dallas is in Washington to take on the Washington football clubs. I take the boys. In the game. I think Washington is absolutely terrible. I think they're absolutely terrible this year. Tennessee will be hosting Indianapolis. I have Tennessee. I think Mariota will get will get more into the comfort level and the comfort zone with this game. I think Tennessee will win this game. Seattle is in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. I think Pittsburgh will finally get a touchdown in this game. But the upset special is this, my friends. The upset special is this. Take the Seahawks to beat the Steelers on Sunday. Yes, I said that. Russell Wilson is for real when it comes to situations like that. But the thing is, it all relies on Juju Smith, Schuster, and Big Ben's responsibilities going back and forth. Can they, can they work together? Because they really weren't working together against New England last week. They really weren't. So I take Seattle. To beat Pittsburgh. That is the upset special this week. Buffalo is in New York at at MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon to take on the G-Man. The G-Man. I'll take the Bills. Circle the wagon. Take the Bills. New England is in Miami to take on the Dolphins. I'll take New England. Plain and simple with that. Houston is at home to take on Jacksonville. I'll take Houston in that game. The toss-up game for me is Minnesota versus Green Bay. Good matchup between both teams. Minnesota, very, very good with Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers coming off of that good performance, but he looked sloppy. He looked absolutely sloppy in the game against the Bears. I will take Minnesota and skull, skull, skull in the game. San Francisco is in Cincinnati to take on the Bungles. Take Jimmy Garoppolo. And the 49ers. Baltimore hosts the Arizona Cardinals. And I think Arizona will get their first loss of the season. 
Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, plain and simple. Kansas City is in Oakland to take on the Ravens. I will take Kansas City in the game. The Rams are in home at, in the Coliseum to take on Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, a short week for them after the emotional win coming from behind to beat the Houston Texans. I see a letdown this week. This is a preview of the AFC. It could be a preview of the AFC wild card or an AFC divisional game, possibly. I will take the Rams in that one. Then the Sunday night game sees Atlanta at home to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I will take the Falcons in that game. Some kind of a bird's going to win that game. I will take the Falcons, which leads us to the two games in the local market. Yes, the two games in the local market. The one for me with this Lions game, it's going to be interesting. We'll start with the Lions first. Phillip Rivers, I know the Chargers aren't that great. They struggled against Indianapolis. They came from behind in overtime to win. I'm going to take the Chargers to beat the Lions, unfortunately, in this game. For a home opener, I don't think they'll win this home opener. They'll start the season 0-2, unfortunately, which sets up the Browns matchup against the Jets on Monday night. I'll take the Browns. They will get the win. I think Sam with Sam Darnold out, their backup is not going to have the right amount of time. To secure the playbook, even though he'll be four days out from a plate from from finding out that he's the starter, I will take the Browns to beat the Jets. So we'll see what happens with that. And I want your opinion about it right here on Facebook Live as we're doing the show live tonight. Who do you think is going to win? Who's the surprise game this weekend? Is it going to be? Is it a must-win for the Browns against the Jets? Is Pittsburgh for real? Will they score a touchdown this week? And their toss-up game of the week. Who do you think is going to win? And the toss-up game this week, of course, is the Sunday night game. Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Make your selection right here on All Andy Elford on Facebook Live. As you are listening to the podcast tonight right here on All Andy Elford. Right here on the Anchor Network. And that is on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify. However you're listening, wherever and whenever you listen Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. And let's dive into the diamond. The road to 110 now? Possibly. So the Tigers will open up a four-game series with the Baltimore Orioles starting this week. But they finished up the series against the New York Yankees. When I last left you on on Wednesday night, they had a... The game was postponed due to rain. So they played a doubleheader yesterday, a traditional doubleheader that was pretty good, but it was all Yankees in the game. They take the double dip at Comerica Park as they score 16 runs in the two games combined. In game one, they beat the Tigers 10-4. to Green with the win. He goes to 4-4 four and four with a 4.57 ERA. Josh Boyd, the loss, he goes to 8-11 with a 4.54 ERA. Dual Lugo homering his fifth of the season. Demetri his third for the Tigers. It was Volt his 20th for the Yankees. And Edwin Encarnacion his 34th of the season. Game two saw that game saw the last time in Comerica Park history that we will see CC Sabathia on the mound. Struggled, only pitched a third, uh, three and a third innings. Giving up three, uh, two runs on three hits. He did not get charged with the final run in the game. Uh, Jacob, uh, Justin Turnbull, terrible outing, an absolute terrible outing for him. He gets the loss. He goes to three and fifteen with a four point seven seven ERA. Jermon the win. He goes to eighteen and four with a four point zero nine ERA. As the Yankees beat the Detroit Tigers in Game Two of the series, six. The double dip, six to four, and they take two a three out of Comerica Park. The Judge all rise his twenty second home run of the season, and Urshila his twentieth of the season. Aronis Chapman came in for the game, his thirty seventh save of the season. So now the road to the road, not the race, the race. Yes, the race to one hundred and twenty losses 
could be in jeopardy with this is four-game series coming forward. The Tigers are going to be opening up a four-game series with the Baltimore Orioles. It will start tonight, 7-10 start time, scheduled start time. We don't know if it's going to get in because of the weather that's happening up in Detroit. Brooks on the hill, 4-8 and eight with a 6.21 ERA. He'll take on Jordan Zimmer, who's 1-10 with a 6.27 ERA, 7-10 start time for that one. Saturday sees Daniel Norris on the hill, 3-12 and 12 with a 4.72 ERA. He'll take on Yunganda, who is 1-8 with a 5.79 ERA. That start time, a 6-10 start time. Sunday sees Edwin Jackson on the hill, 3-9 with a 9.76 ERA. He'll take on Wojciechowski, who is 2-8 with a 5.51 ERA. That game time, a 110 start time. That's going to be weird. You have the Tigers starting at 110. You also have the Lions at 1 o'clock as well, too. Parking in Detroit is going to be an absolute mess. I don't understand why they put that game at a 5 o'clock or a 7 o'clock start time in Detroit because of all that parking. It's going to be a, just a damn mess in downtown Detroit tomorrow. Uh, it's not tomorrow, but Sunday. Absolute mess. Monday sees Alexander on the hill for Detroit. He's 0-3 with a 5.40 ERA. He'll take on Means, who's 10-10 with a 3.47 ERA. All games on, on the Messin Network, on Messin 2, and on Fox Sports Detroit. So, with that in mind, let's talk about the other team on the side of the league. And the brooms were out for the Halos as the Tribe sweeps the Angels of Anaheim three straight games. And they get onto the winning page. Monday saw them winning 6-2. Shane Bieber, the win, he goes to 14-7 with a 3.17 ERA. Sandable, the loss, he goes to 0-3 with a 5.28 ERA. It was Kippy, his, his 17th home run of the season. Chung, his first. Albert Pujols for the Angels, 22nd home run of the season. Walsh, his first. As the Tribe wins 6-2. Tuesday, the face, uh, not the face, but the YouTube game on, on YouTube.com. Saw the Indians shellacking and shutting out the Angels of Anaheim 8 to nothing. Plesak, the win, he goes to 8 and 6 with a 3.66 ERA. Suarez, the loss, he goes to 2 and 6 with a 6.94 ERA. Lula, Luplo, his 12th of the home run, home run of the season. Francisco Lindor, his 30th of the season. Mr. Smile connecting on Suarez. Last, on Wednesday, it was. Francisco, uh, yeah, it was, excuse me, it was Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, back on the mound, and he gets the win. He's now 5-7 after coming back from chemotherapy with a 5.35 ERA. Peters the loss, he goes to 3-3 three three with a 4.83 ERA as the Tribe sweeps the Angels three straight games by a final score of 4-3. Carlos Santana, his 34th home run of the season. And Mr. Smile, again, connecting his 31st of the season. Shohei Otani, his 18th home run of the season. Cole Calhoun, his 29th of the season for the Angels. And uh, Climber, the save, his first of the season. Now, Brad Hand is now out for the injury. Looks like he's going to be on the 15-day DL. Hopefully that they'll get him back and healthy in time for the big, for the big final run. And a big series going forward tonight, starting tonight at Progressive Field. The final time that these two these two teams will battle it out in a big three-game series as the Minnesota Twins welcome into Progressive Field to take on the Cleveland Indians. Ordozi will start for Minnesota. He is 14-6 with a 3.60 ERA. Cervell will start for the Tribe. He is 3-3 three three with a 1.93 ERA. Game time for that one, 7-10 start time in Cleveland. Game 2, so we'll see Mike Clevenger on the hill. 11-2 with a 2.72 ERA. On the hill for uh, Minnesota in that game, Will uh, they have not yet named the starter for that game. 
So check to MLB.com to see who the starter is going to be. The concluding game on Sundays, we'll see Shane Bieber 14-7 with a 3.17 ERA. Burroughs for Minnesota, 12-8 with a 3.63 ERA. That game time, a 1-10 start time. You can watch all the games on Fox Sports North or on Fox Sports Time. The Tribe will then be off on Monday, and they'll welcome in the Detroit Tigers for a three-game series at Progressive Field. Looking at the rest of their schedule, after the three games against Minnesota and the day off on Monday, they'll have three against Detroit, and they'll finish up their final homestand with and their final homestand of the season with three games against Philadelphia. They will then hit the road for three games in the South Side to take on the White Sox, and then three games against Washington to end the season. And with that all in mind, I wanted to get into also the Minnesota schedule going forward as well. So looking at their schedule at the end of the season, after these three games against Cleveland, they will have three against the White Sox, four against Kansas City, three against Detroit, and three against Kansas City. They're favored in a lot of those games. So this is a big series for Cleveland to capitalize. They have to capitalize and hope that the White Sox and Kansas City and Detroit, the teams in their division, can pull some some magic together and win some games. And with that in mind, let's take a look at the standings going into tonight's play. Minnesota is in first place in the American League Central with a record of 89-57. and 57. Cleveland, three and a half games out of first place at 86-61. and 61. The White Sox out of the playoffs, 64 and 82, 25 games out. Kansas City, 55 and 92, 34 and a half games out of first place. And the Detroit Tigers at 43 and 102, 45 and a half games out of first place. The rest of the American League looks like this. The Yankees holding strong in the top spot, and it looks like they're going to win the division. They're 97 and 51 on top of the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 87 and 61, 10 games out of first place. Boston eliminated from the division race at 77 and 70, 19 and a half games out of first place. Toronto 57 and 90, 39 and a half games out of first place. And the Baltimore Orioles are 47 and 99, 49 games out of first place. In the American League West is Houston at 95 and 53. Oakland on the outside looking in from the division race at 87 and 67 and a half games out of first place. Texas at a cool 574 and 74, but they're 21 games out of first place. The Angels of Anaheim with their three losses are now 67 and 80, 27 and a half games out of first place. Seattle 60 and 87, 34 and a half games out of first place. In the senior circuit, the National League East, the Atlanta Braves holding strong at 91 and 57. Eight games behind them are the are the uh, Washington Nationals at 81 and 64, eight and a half games out. The Mets are 76 and 70, 14 games out of first place. So are the Phillies at 76 and 70, 14 games out of first place. The American, the National League West, the Dodgers have won the division, and right now their record is 95 and 53. The Central looks like this: St. Louis holding strong with a, only a four-game lead in the division, as St. Louis is 82 and 64. Chicago 78 and 68, four games out. Milwaukee 78 and 68, four games out. Cincinnati 68 and 79, 14 and a half games out of first place into the into the division race. The wild card looks like this. If the playoffs started today, it would be the Yankees being the top number one overall spot. Houston number two, Minnesota three. The wild card looks like this, and this is what Cleveland has to be keeping an eye on between Oakland, Tampa are the top two teams right now. Oakland 87 and 60, a half game up in the wild card race. Tampa 87 and 61. Cleveland 86 and 61, a half game out of a wild card spot. Boston six or nine and a half games out of a wild card spot at 77 and 70. And Texas is 74 and 74, 13 games out of a wild card spot. They're two games away from elimination. In the National League it's going to be the Dodgers being the number one overall seed. Atlanta, number two. St. Louis, number three. The wild card sees, the, sees a three-way tie. A three-way tie. Washington holding strong with the number one at 80, 81 and 64. Three and a half games out. The Cubs at 78 and 68. 
The Brewers at 78 and 68. The Mets are on the outside looking in at 76 and 76 and 70, two games out of a wild card spot. Philadelphia at 76 and 72 games out of a wild card spot. Arizona 75 and 72, three and a half games out of a wild card spot. And San Francisco 70 and 77, eight and a half games out of a wild card spot. San Diego 68 and 78, 10 games out of a wild card spot. So are the Reds at 10 and a half games out at 68 and 79 as well. So those are the wild card standings going forward into tonight's play on the diamond. It'll be interesting to see how the Indians will prevail. A big three-game series with the Twins. The Tigers opening up a four-game series with the Baltimore Orioles, the second-worst team in Major League Baseball. We will see what happens with that as you are watching and listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, however you listen, wherever and whenever you listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. And let's dive into a little bit of some ice hockey before we get into the big college football situation. And it's just going to be a brief little, brief little segment here, so don't worry. Uh, the one signing, uh, Provolov, signs a six-year deal with the Philadelphia Flyers. Big signing for them. It's going to be a long-term deal for them. But the news, of course, is the team that's up there, not the walleye, of course, that are up on the ceiling, but the team that's behind me. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Jackets are back on training camp today, day two of training camp. Yesterday was the first day of training camp, and it was a two-and-a-half-mile run, a 30-minute bike ride, a 30-minute squat ser- uh, series, as well as 40-minute sprints. You had to do that all in the time frame. A lot of 45, excuse me, 45 out of the 46 guys completed the op- obstacle course as well, too. So one guy cramped up, plain and simple. He he was he was a good you know he's a good player, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Camp has started. Day two of the camp today was a skating drill that's getting them set for the season they will have scrimmages tomorrow at 200 west nationwide boulevard and if you're in the columbus area and you're watching this podcast and also on listening to the podcast and watching us on facebook live tomorrow 10 a.m at the dispatch ice house across from nationwide arena we'll have a special open practice for the general public to get a first chance to take a look at the team for this season uh, the first preseason game is this Tuesday. Yes, I said that right. Preseason hockey starts Tuesday at Nationwide Arena as the Jackets take on the Buffalo Sabres. We will have a special edition of All Andy Alford post game from that on Tuesday's edition of the program. We'll have the full recap of uh, BG's game going forward and all the recap as well, too. But we will have. A special edition of All Andy Alford this upcoming Tuesday will be taped, of course, on the Anchor Network for the podcast because the Jackets and the NHL start on Tuesday. So you are listening and watching to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. And I see a few people are coming back in and chiming in as well, too, on our Facebook Live show tonight. By the way, Taryn, I took the Vikings this week over Green Bay. I think you'll be proud of me with the skull right there. So, big weekend, of course. Starts today. Starts tonight. The homecoming parade happening down at Bowling Green. But we it is a pile of, of great college football, I think, this week. We're going to hear, you're going to hear my predictions and the schedule of games going forward for the top 25. It starts tonight with the Texas Auto Care Bowl that's going to be taking place as Washington State battles Houston at Reliance Stadium in Houston where the Texans are playing. Take Washington State in that game, plain and simple. So it sets up the top, rest of the top 25. Arkansas State will be traveling to Georgia to take on the Bulldogs. I will take Georgia in that game. New Mexico will head into Notre Dame to take on the Irish. Seventh ranked in the country. I will take the Irish in the game. Number two, Alabama heads into South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. I'll take Alabama in that game. UCF 17th ranked will host Stanford 
I will take UCF in that game. Uh, USC heads into BYU. USC 24 ranked in the country. I will take USC in the game. I don't think BYU, even though the surprise and the shock that BYU had last week to beat Tennessee, it's USC. I mean, not USC, but Tennessee. I think USC's right there. But the thing, and it's not that far of a distance for them. It really isn't. Idaho State travels to Utah, 11th ranked Uters. I will take Utah in that game. Ninth ranked Florida will go into Kentucky. This is a good test for Kentucky after playing two Mid American Conference schools and shellacking them two straight times. They'll get their first loss of the season. I think the Gators chomping away. 16 ranked Texas A&M will get their win at home. But the big one, the nightcap Saturday. Number one, Clemson heads into former BG's head coach, Dino Baber, and the Orange. Oh, this is embarrassing. And after they lost to Maryland last week, they're going to be on the national page, and they're going to get embarrassed again. Clemson, Lawrence, plain simple. Boise State. Will easily win their game. 22nd ranked the country. LSU. Plain simple. Hawaii travels to Washington. Washington 23rd ranked the country. I'm taking Hawaii in this game. This is one of my surprise games. I know. Go Dino. I know. I love Dino. Taryn. But but it's Clemson. It's Lawrence. It's Dabo. It's, I know it's the national page. But still. You take Clemson in the game. I And you think that they will smack them, but they're going to smack Syracuse around. It's going to be over by halftime, I think. I really think. It's like watching the BG game last week. Virginia hosts Florida State. I'll take Virginia in the game. UCLA hosts Oklahoma. Oklahoma fifth ranked in the country. This is the sneaky game. I think this is the better game of the Sun of the Saturday night games on Fox. I think Oklahoma will go into UCLA and win. Texas goes to Rice. Texas is going to win that one. Oregon will beat Montana. So the Big Ten. I know all you Big Ten fans have been waiting for this. Big Ten fans will be waiting for this, okay? 13th ranked Penn State will host Pitt. Take the Nittany Lions. Maryland, 21st ranked in the country after beating the shellacking out of Dino Babers and, and the Syracuse Orange Battle Temple in Temple. Maryland. Georgia State, Georgia Athletic, uh, Georgia Southern against Minnesota. Rowing the boat, baby. Row the boat. Take the Gophers. UNLV versus Northwestern. I think this is a very good game for for uh, Northwestern to win. And I will take Northwestern to win this game. This is a sneaky good game, too. TCU travels to Lafayette to battle Purdue. Nobody's talking about this game. I'm surprised that the Horned Frogs would make the trek to Purdue. Absolutely surprised. TCU having a down year this year. Purdue getting their first win last week against Mandy. I'll take the Horn Frogs in this game. Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones battle the 19th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Go Hawkeyes. Eastern Michigan travels to Illinois, and the Mac will get a win against the Big Ten opponent finally. I mean, and I think Eastern Michigan will give some retribution to Akron because Akron was absolutely destroyed by Lovey Smith 
in the Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Take Eastern Michigan in the game. 18th ranked Michigan State welcomes Herm Edwards and the Arizona Sun Devils to East Lansing. This is a test for East Lansing from Michigan. I like State. They're a good team. D'Antonio's a good coach. Worky's good. The last time that they played them, they got absolutely destroyed in Arizona. Retribution will be taking place at Spartan Stadium. I'll take Michigan State to beat Arizona State. NIU heads into Nebraska. Nebraska. What sets up what everybody wants to know. Starting at noon. On the big new network game on Fox. Gus Johnson on the call, of course. As six-ranked Ohio State travels for their first road game of the season in first Big Ten matchup against Indiana. Indiana has always caused trouble for Ohio State. I don't think this game is one where we have to say, you know, how much Fields is going to put up, how much Dobbins is going to put up. I just want to see how good this defense really is against Big Ten opponents. And, and I know Indiana's a pushover school. They're more of a basketball school than anything else. More of a basketball school than anything else. Did I not say that I'm picking Ohio State in this game? This is pretty easy. I'm just worried about how embarrassing Indiana's going to be after this. I will take Ohio State to beat Indiana. And it sets up the Mid-American Conference, of course. The big games in the Mid-American Conference, of course. The Battle of Cincinnati and the Battle of Area. I know Terrence down there, of course, watching this podcast and watching it on Facebook Live. Miami of Ohio travels to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats. Luke Fickle and his team, after being absolutely destroyed by Ohio State last week, welcome in another welcome in a Mid-American Conference opponent. The win against UCLA was surprising, of course. The shellacking that they got against Ohio State. What Bearcat team will we see this week? Will we see the UCLA team or will we see the Ohio State team? I think we're going to get a mixture of both. But I'm going to take the Bearcats over Miami of Ohio. And Miami of Ohio is a good team this year. Very, very good team this year. They're picked, apparently, they're picked higher than Bowling Green to finish higher, having more wins. In conference play. Give me a break. FAU travels to Ball State. Another opponent that Ohio State faced against Ball State. Ball State lost to Indiana. So For David Letterman, I'll take Ball State in that game. Akron will welcome in. uh, Akron will travel to Central Michigan to battle the Chippewas in Mount Pleasant. I think, yes, and Cincinnati will keep, yeah, that's right. They play for the victory bell. I think Cincinnati will keep the victory bell in that game. Akron battling Central Michigan. I think Central Michigan will win this football game. They're a lot better than everybody's accredited for. Buffalo travels to Liberty. I think Buffalo will win that game. They'll be a perfect three, they'll be perfect two and one going forward. Ohio is at Marshall. I think. Ohio will win that game, plain and simple. And here's the embarrassing one. Kent State goes to Auburn, 8th ranked in the country. Go Tigers. Western Michigan welcomes in Georgia State. I think Western Michigan will get the win on that one. So it sets up. Of course, we're going to lead with the other team. Tomorrow, 7 p.m., in Toledo, Ohio. It will be the home opener for the University of Toledo as they will take on Murray State. Murray State absolutely being destroyed by Georgia last week. What was that final for that game? I forget off the top of my head. I think it was like 63 to nothing. 
I met some Murray State fans today at my other job establishment, and they were in town for the team. I wanted to get their opinion on their team, on their team, and they said that they're a pretty good running running school. Uh, their defense really wasn't there for last week. Um, the point spread for this game, I had to look this up. I had to double check it too. Absolutely have to double check, and I'm pulling this up right now too. Double check to see the current line for this game because I had to look for both. Look for both Bowling Green and for and for Toledo in this game. Okay, we'll get to the Bowling Green one here in just a second, and I think that's interesting to say the least. And you'll hear my opinion on that. The line right now is Toledo at thirty-eight and a half points. take the Rockets, unfortunately, in this game. I like to see Murray State pull an upset, but when it's 38 and a half point favorite. So it sets up tomorrow. A 5 p.m. start time. In God's country. Bowling Green, Ohio. As Conference USA's Louisiana Tech comes for homecoming weekend in the brown and orange. Interesting note to pass along with this one. The head coach for Louisiana Tech, Skip Holtz. He is the son of Lou Holtz, former and the great one of the greatest coaches in Notre Dame history. In Notre Dame history here. I'll pull up my game notes here. Just a second. Louisiana Tech, 1-1 one one overall. Jamar Smith. He has completed 51 of 76 passes for 551 yards. His completion ranking is a 67.1%. On the ground, Israel Tucker, 28 touches for 83 yards. He hasn't had a touchdown yet this year. Griffin Herbert, 8 catches for 118 yards, 2 TDs. He averages about 14 yards per catch, and he averages 59.0 yards Per game. For Bowling Green. The whole Matt McDonald situation. It's done. This is Darius Wade's team. It is, and he has to step up to the plate. For this game. He was absolutely atrocious last week. Absolutely atrocious last week. Against... Against Kansas State. Absolutely atrocious. And being shellacked by 52 to nothing. Wade was 8 for 19 for 79 yards last week. We didn't see Andrew Clare on the field. Which is a surprise. He was dressed. He was ready to go. And we we didn't hear any explanation from Scott Leffler this week. Of why he did not play. If he's ready to go. No explanation. Jones is the leading guy now. Davon Jones. He has 24 touches. For 123 yards. Quentin Morris is their leading. As our leading passer. He has 6 catches for 81 yards. He has 2 TDs. This season. Of course. The point spread looks like this. Bowling Green is not favored in this game. They are 11.5 points underdog on their homecoming game. 11.5. The weather's going to be nice. You're going to have over 25,000 at the Doit for this game. I am so hesitant to not pick us. But I can't. It's homecoming. Bowling Green's going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game. 11 and a half points. They will win this game and beat the spread. 
I think Bowling Green is there. After the struggle that they had last week in Manhattan, Kansas, I think it woke the team up. They did not play complimentary football. You played three stages of football. Offense, defense, special teams. All three looked like they were on separate wavelengths. It looked good against Morgan State, but that was an F- FCS school. We're done playing FCS schools. And I told you at the beginning of this podcast series, of this season, you have to look at this season as a four-season football season. The Week one through three, week four through six, Seven through nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. They win this game, they're two and one. They're a quarter of the way to the bowl eligibility. I'm picking bowling green. I'm feeling more confident now. Bowling green, BG. Against the points. They're not going to win outright. They're, they're going to win outright. But they're not going to win. keep the points. Bowling Green. Take Bowling Green in this game. Set it. Forget it. That's it. Right there. So BG. I hope you guys, if you're down there watching the podcast or if you're listening to the podcast anytime during this whole weekend, I hope you guys have a, enjoy a great homecoming. Of course, enjoy the beer. I heard there's a new microbrew that's going to be brewed from like five or six alumni like an orange ale that's going to be sold at Campus Quarters and I Ziggy, and they're doing like a beer tasting at, at the Oaks, which is a shock by me that they're actually going to have beer poured at the Oaks because I never I didn't really see beer being poured at the Oaks when I was there. I know when Taryn was there, there was never any alcohol being poured there. But enjoy this weekend because it's not going to get any easier for us because next week we have Kent State. That's a win. And then we finally have a bye. And then it just doesn't get any easier for us. Week two is the worst week ever. And by the way, to those of you that always say to me on this podcast, why the hell do you look up? Because Bowling Green always gives me inspiration every freaking morning when I wake up every morning in this studio. Luffler and his team get me going every freaking morning. So, Bowling Green to win, of course. And like I said, after this game, they play Kent State, they have the bye, and then we go to Notre Dame. And it doesn't get any easier because it is rivalry week. Bowling Green, Toledo at Bowling Green. And I don't know if Taryn knows this yet. I know there's, I've, I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it to people, and I don't want to speculate on this. Okay, The time has not yet been announced at this game. I, You know what? I'm not going to say. You know, you, know, you know what? I will say. There is a discussion between Bowling Green and one sports organization. Yeah, I know. They have alcohol at the Oaks now. We missed the hell out of that. We missed the hell out of that. You want to hear something, Taryn? I'll give you this. There's talks that Bowling Green might get college game day for the UT game. I said it out loud. I said it out loud. Because twofold, that week there is not a good marquee national game for that week. Notre Dame will be playing on on ABC at three o'clock, so they're Michigan's not playing anybody good that week. Neither is Ohio State. Ohio State's deep into the Big Ten. I think they're playing Rutgers. The SEC doesn't look good. So, BG is celebrating their 100th season of, of football. That's the 150 of college football. 
you have a rivalry game between your your team your 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 rival in Toledo who is 40 39 and 7 overall and it'll be the first time Bowling Green has yes college game day is considering Bowling Green as a destination you heard it here first yes so that is why they they have not yet announced the time for the BG Toledo game if it is a college game day game it will be a 3:30 kickoff if it is not it will be a noon kickoff but there's also a discussion of it being a 7 o'clock kickoff. But the question is, it all relies on ESPN. It all relies back onto the mothership. And I would love it to have, because they want to give respect to the Mid-American Conference and the Mid-Major programs. So why not put it here? Why not put it be the brown and orange versus the midnight blue and gold? Why not give Bowling Green another chance on a new coach that used to be in the ACC that is thriving and having one of the best recruiting classes in a long time? Why not give them the opportunity to be on the national page? Because they are going to be on the national page, hopefully. And I would love it. I would be there with the all Andy Elford sign right there in the middle of, right behind Corso, and I'd be behind Desmond Howard the whole entire way. So let's make it happen. So let's keep it pushing. Because I know I've got a lot of people that are pushing this as well. Let's send the tweets out to Herb Street. Let's send the tweets out to Howard. Let's send it out to ESPN. Let's send it out to College Game Day. Let's get Game Day to Bowling Green. It hasn't happened since 2004 when we beat NIU a long time ago. So let's happen again for the 100th season of this, of, this, of this school, of this football team. Let's have college game day in Bowling Green, Ohio. Because we are the second, Bowling Green is the second best in the nation. In college towns. Why not focus it there? The ball is in your court. ESPN. The ball is in your court. University. Let's make it happen. Because the fans want it. I want it. I know Taryn wants it. I know all the UT people want it. I know all the BG students want it. All the alumni want it. The boosters want it. It'd be a great marketing. For this university. Let's make it happen. Yes, that is the caption. Hashtag game day to BG. Let's make it happen. If you're listening to all Andy Elford and watching all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. Whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, however you listen, wherever and whenever you listen. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the podcast. And honestly, that was my rant. Andy Rance was going to be the college game day. I think this would be perfect because, and there there are serious talks about it. They are serious about it. They want game day back in Bowling Green. They did such a great job with it with Western Michigan, with Western Michigan and Toledo a few years ago. It was absolutely cold. They wanted it to be nice and comfortable. Why not put it at Bowling Green? Focus in on this rivalry that has been etched in time for decades. Families have been split, including mine. My dad's a UT grad. I'm a BG alum. Let's make it happen. Game day to Bowling Green. Let's make it happen. I'm psyched. I'm excited. I gotta go get a beer. <laughs> I got to go get a beer. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'm, you know what? I might head down to Bowling Green and grab me a, a, a beverage at camp and cor- camp, uh, Campus Quarters. I might do that tonight. And I'll share the picture. If I do it, I'll share the picture right here on the All Andy Elford Twitter and Facebook account, of course. 
So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a great way to end the show right there. Right there. That's a great way to end the show. So, until Tuesday when I talk to you for a special edition of All Andy Elford, when we recap the first exhibition game for the NHL, the Jackets back into action. But, of course, we're going to recap what happens this weekend at the Doit, Bowling Green versus Louisiana Tech. Will happen up here at the Glass Bowl in Toledo between Murray State and Ohio and uh, Toledo, Ohio State. Can they get the job done against Indiana? And will my LOL Lions get a win against the Chargers? I doubt it. And are the Browns for real? Can they? Then this game be a must. This game is a must win for the Browns. I'm sorry to say that it's a must win for the Browns. We'll see what happens. Until then, this is Andy Elford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, to my teams, go Jackets! The race to 120, Tigers. How about 110? I'll be fine with that. Go Tribe! Go Lions. And go Browns. And especially this weekend... B-G-S-U, B-G-S-U, go Falcons. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Alfred. Love you. Talk to you guys then. And this has been a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network, powered by Anchor and on Facebook Live.